your thoughts determine your feelings. So anytime that you're feeling anxious or stressed, you can ask yourself the question, what am I thinking? And it's directly causing your feelings. And so the thing is, while we can't control outside circumstances like these fires in the Western United States or COVID or um, social justice or politics, we can control our thoughts. And so that's you got to take your power back and know that you're choosing your thoughts. And so when you notice that you're thinking a negative thought, then you can kind of dig a little bit deeper and do some self-inquiry and ask yourself, is this thought true? Where does this thought come from? Welcome to the Madeline and Becca podcast. The mission of our podcast is simple, to inspire professional self-confidence in women everywhere. I'm Madeline. And I'm Becca. On our podcast, you will hear stories from real-world influencers, women who have experienced tremendous success in their careers by building self-confidence. Thanks for joining us. Today, we chat with Kelly Ryan the founder and owner of Anchor Meditation, a San Francisco-based studio that offers guided meditation both in person and virtually. Before founding her own business, Kelly spent 18 years as an SBA financing specialist, helping small business owners purchase commercial real estate through SBA financing. Feeling overwhelmed by uncontrollable deadlines and the challenges of motherhood, Kelly attended a wellness retreat for her 40th birthday. For the first time in decades, she felt at ease and focused on the present. Kelly began taking meditation classes and was hooked. A conversation with a friend sparked her desire to start her own studio. For a year and a half, she worked her full-time job while building her business first as pop-up classes and then as a studio space. On today's episode, Kelly will discuss all things meditation, the science and history behind it, how to train our thoughts just like we train our bodies, how to create a space for meditation in your home, and how to include your children in meditation. If you're feeling 2020 has been an overwhelming year for you, you will enjoy Kelly's short meditation at the end of our show. Here's Madeline. For our um, listeners who are, you know, thinking about starting a business, is there anything that you wish you had known before starting a business that you could pass on as advice um, to our audience? Uh, my number one piece of advice would be that if an idea comes to you and it lights you up and excites you, that's because you're supposed to pursue it. So I am a hundred and ten percent sure that I am living my life's purpose and doing what I'm doing. And there were a lot of times where people looked at me like I was crazy, like a meditation (laughs) studio, you know, first of all, like, have you turned into some woo woo person was the implication. But second of all, it was like, that can't be a, a 
great business idea. And, you know, here we are, look at what's happening in the world. I never would have known how many people would need access to tools to decrease their stress and increase their mental wellness. But here I am and I have all the teachers and, and the right business and, um, you know, we're able to serve and support people in a way that is really needed right now. So um, going back to your question, though, no, we weren't online before COVID. And so, um, you know, while it's been um, sad and unexpected that the studio and the beautiful community that we built have had to be closed since March, it's also a really exciting opportunity to be able to support more people all over the country and really all over the world um, with our online meditation services. So we've been probably since about the week after we had to close the studio, we pivoted really quickly to offering online classes every morning and evening. And there are some people who've come to almost every class for all these months that they're, you know, oftentimes home alone and isolated or home you know, <laughs> with no space for themselves because their whole family is all of a sudden home and on Zoom calls all day. And, um, you know, a lot of people are in um, various levels of stress. And I would argue that we're all experiencing trauma right now. We're in the midst of actually a really long-term trauma and um, there will be post-traumatic stress syndrome from all the things that we're going through in 2020 and meditation is always available and coming back to your breath is always available. And so it's, I think really now more important than ever for people to cultivate um, these practices and tools that have been around for, you know, hundreds and thousands of years. So tell us why meditate? What are the benefits? Well, there are so many benefits of meditation. Um, one, you know, prime one is better sleep. Um, uh, uh, you know, poor sleep is a direct result of stress. And so through reducing your stress and anxiety, uh, better sleep is a natural byproduct of meditation. Um but also, you know, we have epic levels of depression and anxiety and suicide right now. And it will help all of those um, feelings. In my own experience, one of the most remarkable things was pain relief. I suffered from um, psoriatic arthritis, which is an autoimmune disease. And within a week of practicing regularly, I was literally um, waking up from what used to be debilitating arthritis that affected my day-to-day -day life to wondering, oh my gosh, is my arthritis gone? So um, I've seen that happen, especially with a lot of our members who suffer from autoimmune disease. Autoimmune disease is inflammation related. And um, there are lots of things that cause inflammation. Stress is one of them. And adverse childhood experiences is another major one. And so meditation immediately reduces your inflammation. And I was 
honestly shocked that no medical professional had ever suggested that I try. I had gone through years of um, um, pretty life um, life altering um, arthritis where I could not be in my day-to-day life as active as I would like to be. Um, and yeah, now I've, I can do anything. So it's been great. I've skied for the first time in years. I've water skied. I, I'm just like able to be way more active. Like I want to be, my kids are 13 and 14. So, um, it's also just been amazing for them to witness that healing. Kelly, early in the interview, um, you said that when you first started, um, getting into meditation, you really did a, a deep dive into the science behind it. Can you just give our listeners sort of a high level um, explanation of this, the science behind um, meditation? Because I think a lot of people who are novices have that same um, sort of beginner's fright about like, is it just something that people do sort of in a corner of a dark room or what, what's the actual science behind it? Yeah, thank you for asking that question. I think it's so important. So for one thing, our breath can send signals to our nervous system that we're in a safe space and it's okay to rest and relax. So there was this interesting Harvard study done in the 1980s that showed that the average person goes into fight, flight, or freeze. 15 to 20 times a day. And in that state of fight, flight, or freeze, of course, your cortisol rises, your blood pressure rises, your heart rate rises, you know, all the kind of bad things that cause inflammation in your body. And if you think about it, that was the 1980s before we had cell phones that we were carrying around all day, every day, and um, text messaging where people are expecting immediate responses and all these things that I would argue um, cause us to place our attention outside of ourselves on external demands that are coming at us constantly. Um, And so I think it's highly likely that we go into uh, fight, flight, or freeze more than 15 to 20 times now in in the year 2020. And, um, you know, that's... Our brains are evolving, but that stress response has not evolved. So that is an appropriate response when you're hunting for food in a jungle and you're being chased by a tiger. But when we're hunting for our food at Whole Foods and we're going into that um, fight, flight, or freeze reaction because someone steals our parking space, you know, we've got to check ourselves. And so um, one of the greatest things about meditation is it um, gives your nervous system a chance to come back to a state of rest and relaxation. Um, What happens is our body wants to be efficient. And so when we're constantly going into a state of fight, flight, or freeze, rather than coming down to a state of rest or relaxation, 
our body goes, well, she's just going to freak out again in an hour anyway. So rather than bringing the heart rate down to uh, rest and relaxation and, and bringing all of our levels into um, a state of balance and harmony within our body, um, they stay elevated because we, we keep, and that is what is chronic stress. And, um, you know, I believe most people are experiencing chronic stress right now. And chronic stress causes inflammation and disease and all the things, you know, so. And in terms of, I think, you know, everybody is experiencing also some level of um, uncertainty and negative thought processes during this period of time. How does meditation help to um, be present and calm some of the fears about the unknown in the future? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so meditation, the practice of meditation is the practice of noticing our thoughts and allowing them to be. And so each time we have a thought, it's like exercise. It's it's building our muscle that uh, building our ability to notice our thoughts. So I like to think of it like a bicep. You know, when you do bicep curls, you're building your bicep. When you notice your thoughts, a lot of people think, "Oh my gosh, I'm thinking. I'm doing it wrong." No, you're not. That's the whole point: is to begin to notice your thoughts because we all have. 50 to 70,000 thoughts a day. That's a thought every one to three seconds. And unfortunately, a study by the National Science Foundation shows that 80% of our thoughts are negative. And so, um, especially right now, when there are a lot of circumstances that we can perceive as negative or unwanted or undesirable, uh, it's really important to cultivate that ability to notice your thoughts. Um, your thoughts determine your feelings. So anytime that you're feeling anxious or stressed, you can ask yourself the question, what am I thinking? And it's directly causing your feelings. And so the thing is, while we can't control outside circumstances like these fires in the Western United States or COVID or um, social justice or politics, we can control our thoughts. And so that's you got to take your power back and know that you're choosing your thoughts. And so when you notice that you're thinking a negative thought, then you can kind of dig a little bit deeper and do some self-inquiry and ask yourself, is this thought true? Where does this thought come from? Oftentimes it, it's, it comes from something you heard when you were five years old that you just accepted to be true and never questioned. And so you can start kind of dismantling some of your thoughts that aren't supportive. And you can also cultivate a kind of a... Um, uh, finding more supportive thoughts. And so that's sometimes people call it reparenting your inner child or something, but just, you know, have a lot of curiosity about your thoughts and a lot of self-compassion about your thoughts and see if you can um, choose a new thought that might be more supportive. 
And you also mentioned um, that meditation is rooted in, in ancient traditions, um, but that have sort of gotten lost in in the you know the modern technology age. Um, can you just speak to that a little bit about where did meditation come from historically? Well, it, you know, interestingly, almost all religions have some aspect of meditation in them. And um, that's one thing that I've really enjoyed. It's been really um, eye-opening for me uh, to study different lineages of meditation and different philosophies and, and different religions. And um, really, they all, they all point to choosing love over fear, which is really important that we do that right now. And, um, yeah, but there's a lot of, there's Vedic meditation is really beautiful. And, um, yeah, there's all Zen meditation. There's just uh, so many different lineages, but, um, they, they all are pointing toward, to turning inwards to ourselves and our relationship with ourselves and the divinity that resides within each of us. And um, just kind of becoming still and connecting with the present moment. And for me, my favorite way to do that is through the breath. Um, And so as you notice your mind wandering during meditation, that's fine. You're going to, your mind's going to water. You're going to start thinking about, you know, what's for dinner tonight and how you're going to get to your next meeting. And, oh, did you regret what you said to so-and-so earlier? All the things that are kind of constantly running through our mind. And that's when you just gently guide your attention back to your breath. And there's many different types of meditation. So sometimes it's guiding your attention back to a sound, if it's a sound healing meditation or a mantra, if you're using a mantra. So there's lots of different, you can stare at a candle. There's lots of different objects of attention, but I find that, you know, breath is free and it's always available. And really anytime that you extend your exhale, uh, like elongate your exhale, uh, longer than your inhale, you're sending signals to your nervous system that you're in a safe space and it's okay to rest and relax. And if you think about it, I think it's so cool because it's like, if you're about to be in a car accident, what are you going to do? You're going <gasps> to breathe, like have a short, tight breath in, become constricted and tight and tense, right? You would never have an elongated out breath if you're in a dangerous situation. And so just by paying attention to kind of increasing the length of your in-breath and letting all of your air out on your out-breath does wonders for your nervous system. So for our listeners who are beginners in um, meditation, is there, I mean, you could do this um, even when you're preparing for a big meeting or, you know, a work event or a difficult conversation you don't necessarily have to have, um, you know, an allotted hour of your day. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. I'll guide you through, I think, at the at, when we're done talking, just a quick one-minute meditation that I do several times throughout every day. Um, <clears throat> and I think, you know, that's the whole point of meditation is not 
you know, unless you're, when you're an everyday person who's living in a, a normal household with a job and stuff, um, the whole point of meditation is actually the benefits that it gives you off of the cushion. And those benefits are, you know, one, noticing your thoughts, um, two, having awareness and being embodied and being able to um, notice when your thoughts aren't supportive and calm your nervous system using your breath and things like that are, you know, to be used throughout the day every day. One thing that is really helpful for beginners, or I, I did this when I was a beginner, um, was I set an alarm on my phone <clears throat> that went off four times a day. And it was just a little reminder to me that said, what are you thinking? How are you feeling? How are you breathing? And it was just like a great way to kind of bring me back to the present moment and continue that practice of coming back to the present moment throughout the day. And so if you're in a state where, you know, your alarm goes off and you realize, boy, I'm having some extremely negative emotions right now, then that's telling you something about your thoughts. Yeah. What's going on inside your head then. Yes, exactly. And, and, you know, then it's your responsibility to take care of yourself and have self-compassion and self-love. And so maybe make a little list of things that are things that make you feel good, things that raise your vibration. And that could be, you know, taking several deep breaths that could be getting outside in nature and going for a walk and leaving your phone at home and just really appreciating um, the beauty all around us. It could be calling a friend. It could be journaling, having a cup of tea, listening to some soothing music or uplifting music. You know, there's so many ways that we can make ourselves feel better. And right now um, is a time where we all need to, be very conscious of feeling as good as we can. So in terms of, I know there are a lot of um, people who are, are um, both, you know, working and also being, you know, virtual teachers to their children at home. Is meditation a practice that you can also bring into your family with your children? Is there ever sort of an age that's too young to, to do it? No, absolutely. I wish that my children were younger when I got into it, but um, they're actually what one of my kids is really into meditation now, which has been exciting. And, um, you know, there's no age that's too young to meditate, I, you know, with little kids who are as as young as two, you can help them breathe when they're having a tantrum, you can say, you know, smell the rose and let them inhale through their nose and then blow the bubble and let them exhale through their mouth and just help them calm down by helping them smell the rose and blow the bubble until they restore the balance in their nervous system. But the, you know, energy needs to be released. And so as we grow older, we learn not to have tantrums like a two-year-old, but we still need some way to um, release that energy. And so um, meditation is a great way to release stress and accumulated energy that's stuck in our bodies from the past. Um, as far as how long kids can meditate, that's a question a lot of people have. And until they're about 10 years old, you can ex- you can help them meditate the number of minutes of their age. So if a, if you have a five-year-old for five minutes would be about the right amount. If you have a, if you have a nine-year-old about nine minutes, 
Um, but then once they're over 10, um, you know, they can, they, we have kids that come into the 45 minute classes at the studio and do just fine. And, um, I know that my son is a freshman in high school and he, um, really enjoys meditating. They do it in, in his school and, um, yeah, he, he loves it. And I think, you know, they're, are, they're receiving more information than our grandparents did in one week, than our grandparents did in a lifetime in one week, high school kids. So it would feel pretty good to have a little break from that information overload. So it makes sense to me that um, the mindfulness and meditation class, which is an elective in his eighth grade, was over-enrolled because so many people wanted to do it. And wellness is his favorite class in his freshman year of high school. And he's not some, you know, (laughs) unusual kid. He's just, I think it feels good to learn how to be calm because they so rarely get the chance to um, not be stimulated by outside demands. We've had quite a few guests on who have had very restless teenagers at home. And so for, for, um, for our listeners who do have those teenagers and perhaps don't have that as a course in their in their high school or elementary school, can you point them to a resource that maybe they could help, um, you know, guide their children through meditation, Absolutely. either, um, you know, with with anchor meditation or elsewhere? Yeah, absolutely. So um, in October, I'm going to be offering a 10 day um, happiness um, shift or I don't know exactly what I'm going to call it, but it's going to be a 10 day intro to meditation and Mm -hmm. lessons on how to cultivate joy and happiness during this really stressful time. So that's one thing. But before that, um, there's a great podcast um, on YouTube by Dr. Lori Santos. I'll send you guys the link so you can put it in. Um, By Dr. Lori Santos. She's a Yale professor and um, it's on YouTube. It's called Happiness Homeroom. And it's an hour long lecture that she gives on um, some tips and tools that teenage specifically geared towards high school age students uh, that are really helpful. Um, and then also, you know, when I started meditating um, after I left the wellness retreat, I just used the Insight Timer app, which is great, or the Headspace app, which is also great. And um, they both apps have things specifically for various age kids available and um and I think they're both free. That's great. We can link to those in our um, in our show notes for people who want to get get started. And can you speak to um, how to create? I mean, since we're all at home, um, a space within your house, perhaps uh, removed from some of the activity. Um, I know a lot of people like to find that spot. How, what would you suggest in terms of creating the space within your living environment? Um, specific to being able to sit and, and meditate? You know what? That has been so important for me. So I'm glad that you brought it up. Um, on our website, there's a 
freebie called uh, How to Create a Soothing Meditation Space at Home, which walks through a lot of things. But um, I would say, you know, in my, I live in a small, we're in San Francisco, so we're in the city and I live in a small house and I don't have a meditation room to myself, but I do have a cushion set tucked away under a day bed that I, you know, pull out. And then I just have a small little, um, I'm going to say altar for lack of a better word, but it's just a small little side table with, um, I always have fresh flowers and I have some essential oils that I like to um, use before I meditate and my journal. And I usually have, you know, a quote or a candle or a poem or a book that I'm, you know, reading. Um, And it's just kind of my special space. And every time I walk by it, I'm, um, reminded of that I always have the choice to cultivate inner peace and choose love and, um, you know, come back to balance. And it's, you know, any, I, I meditate, um, first thing in the morning, I just get up, go to the bathroom and go downstairs and meditate. But, um, if I'm ever feeling off kilter uh, during the day, which I frequently am, then it's always, you know, there for me to kind of go back to. And just because it's my, special little space where I've enjoyed so many um, great warm moments, I am almost automatically at ease. Um, Scent is, our limbic brain registers scent in 18 seconds. And so if you have a scent, like maybe something calming like lavender or um, Palo Santo or something that you use every time you meditate, Um, then you can actually bring that scent with you when you travel or um, when you're going to be in a stressful situation, like you're about to give a speech or go to a party that you're kind of nervous about or whatever. And it automatically kind of reminds your body to um, relax. That's pretty cool. It's a really interesting observation because I think scent is, um, at least in my own experience, so much associated also with memories and positive memories. It's, you know, when you have that smell, it can be a very like relaxing experience because it, you know, can trigger a, a good memory or a good association. Yeah, exactly. It's fascinating. Actually, one thing that I did that was fun with my kids, um, that was kind of a mindful project over COVID was we ordered a big kit of essential oils and then little spray bottles for each room in the house. And we had so much fun mixing different scents for different spray bottles. And my kids have one that they used to energize them in the morning and one that they used to spray their bed before Um, they go to sleep. That's more relaxing. So that's a a nice little thing to do when we're stuck inside so much. Yes. Yes. And it brings us into the uh, appreciation of something right in the present moment too. Exactly. So I think this might be a a good time to just have you, um, Kelly, walk us through um, a short uh, meditation for our listeners. Okay, perfect. So I'll just guide you guys through a meditation. It'll be less than three minutes. I'm just going to have you focus on your breath. The average person takes 12 to 25 breaths a minute. And so we're just going to try to slow those breaths down so that we can help our nervous system come back into regulation. And so 
wherever you are, as long as you're not driving, if you can just turn off the notifications on your phone and find a comfortable seated position, I'll invite you to close your eyes and take a deep breath in through your nose, deepest breath of the day. And exhale out your mouth with an audible sigh. (sighs) Two more breaths just like that in through your nose. Letting go of any tension or tightness on your exhale. Draw your attention to the rise and fall of your belly and chest with each inhale and each exhale. On your next exhale, see if you can relax just a little bit more dropping your shoulders, softening your belly, and clenching your jaw. And repeat. Notice the spot where your bottom meets the chair or the floor. Allow a smile to cross your lips. Just sense your okayness. Your enoughness. And know that you are completely held in this moment. On your next in-breath, bring some gentle wiggles to your fingers and toes. And when you're ready, and only when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Mm, Thank you so much for taking a couple minutes to come back to your center and just kind of let go of everything that has been taking your attention throughout today to bring your attention to the present moment. It's amazing um, how much lighter I feel after just that, however long we were gone, it felt like a long time. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I think it takes three deep breaths and that's it, you know, to just really um, calm down. And we need that right now. Oh, more than ever. So for our listeners who want to try one of your classes virtually, can you tell us about um, the classes? Is it um, a class schedule or is it recorded? And is it within a community where you see other people or are you um, just in your own space, in your home, watching an instructor? Tell us a little bit about the format. 
Okay, great. Um, so most of our classes are 30 minutes, um, and we offer classes every day at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then in October, I'm going to be doing the 10 days of meditating for happiness, and that'll be at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, all the classes are live, and that's what's really special is you have access to a real teacher who can answer questions. And so we always start right on time. We'll email you instructions as to kind of what to expect and what to have with you, if anything, before class. And then we start right on time and we end right on time. But the teacher is always available for 15 minutes after class to stay on and, and talk privately by chat or if you want to come off your camera and answer any questions that you might have about meditation or any of our other classes. So, um, yeah, all the classes are very welcoming and accessible to both beginners and experienced meditators. And we just really want to help you connect to calm and live your best life. So, um, and then we, we do have instructors that see people one-on-one -on -one and we also offer private groups. So some groups of friends or um, teams at work, um, we support on a weekly basis, um, mostly virtually at this time. So. And. I forgot to ask you, um, where did the name Anchor Meditation come from? Oh, um, in that first, okay, so in the first really deep meditation experience that I had, the teacher explained, um, imagine your thoughts like clouds passing by and just let them come and let them go without getting attached to them. And when you notice your thoughts going by, just come back to your breath as your anchor. And then that just really unlocked something for me where I think I used to beat myself up when I would start thinking. I would I would think, oh, I, I'm doing it wrong or I can't do it or this is annoying or whatever. And it just kind of ended that inner critic and just kind of made me go, okay, this is normal. I'm going to come back to my breath. And then uh, as I got more and more into meditation, I love an anchor because if you just think about it visually, it's like that left side is the past and that right side is the future and down the middle of the anchor is the present. Um, and yeah, I just, everything about it, I could go on and on <laughs> with this question <laughs> because there's a, a million reasons why now. So yeah, but I, I love the name Anchor Meditation and I, I believe that, you know, what we're doing is helping people anchor themselves to get through, navigate through these kind of stormy and chaotic times. I, I love the uh, the visual of the anchor too. I live in Portland, Maine, and you know an anchor when it's when it's with a boat, um, you know it it stops you right there in the present. So it's just it's a fantastic name for your business and your practice too. Thank um, you. So in closing, Kelly, we like to always ask our guests to impart a little bit of wisdom um, to our audience, and so I I want to know first, how did you build your own self confidence as a successful female entrepreneur, um, and have the the self confidence to take that step in starting your own business and your own practice? I really I I have a lot of gratitude to the to meditation because I think that um, some of the science behind meditation is that you can you know when we were talking about the negative 
um, kind of self-criticism and everything earlier, is that um, we can rewire our neural pathways. Um, and so when I was talking about choosing higher thoughts, this is actually scientifically proven that you, um, you know, your brain is adaptable. And so I was just able to take away some, anytime I started having self-doubt or self-criticism, I was just able to kind of reframe it to be positive and to um, believe in myself. And the more I um, was able to do that, you know, like your brain doesn't know the difference between reality and like remembering a past event or remembering a feeling that feels good. And so as I was able to kind of um, cultivate a more positive and supportive inner dialogue with myself, I was um, just able to see, like, stop being a victim and stop seeing things as obstacles in my way, like all the reasons why I can't or shouldn't do this, or I'm not good enough to do this, and really, um, in my own mind, build myself up and believe in myself and support myself with positive thoughts and affirmations. Um, and I would also say that um, I really believe where your energy goes, where your attention goes, energy flows. And so just placing your attention towards um, what you're creating and what you desire and what fulfills you and makes you feel good and what you're calling into your life. And, and just the more um, focused you can be on being careful where you choose your attention and maybe not spending as much time watching bad news on TV or scrolling through social media or being around people who are negative and complain and really focus on the excitement and fulfillment of um, what it is that you're creating. We hope you enjoyed our interview with Kelly. You can sign up for her virtual classes at anchormeditation.com. For calming content, follow Anchor Meditation on Instagram at anchormeditation. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed our podcast, hit subscribe and leave us a review. Thank you to Nico Vertese for composing our original music. And thank you always to our home team of friends and family for supporting us in our mission. This episode was produced and edited by Madeline and Becca. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, you are somebody.